Again, thank you for being a part of this service this morning. I want to draw your attention to your local church conference handbook. It's yellow. It's got some papers inside of it that I want you to, to find. Uh, does anybody need one? Did any family not get one? Uh, yeah, there's some hands that are raised. Could we have, could I have some help? Thank you, Sam. Maybe somebody else could jump up. Our ushers are disappeared. They're doing other, other jobs. If your family did not receive one of these packets, please feel free. Keep your hand up till you get one. We'll just wait just a second till they are, till you have one. If you didn't get one, that means you snuck in somehow. So if your hand is raised, people are judging you right now. This local church conference handbook is something that we try to put together every year for this specific service that gives us access to the church's financials in the past year. You can see how we did last year, and also you see the budget that was presented to our local board of administration, and I'm happy to report to you, approved by our local board of administration just less than a month ago. This was presented to the board and approved unanimously, so we thank the Lord for for that. You also see a, a page right after the, the cover page of our 2018-19 pastoral team, our support staff, our LBA, the finance committee, and our nominating committee. Those names are just there for your information and uh, for you to know. Uh, those who uh, you could be praying for. Uh, that's the purpose here. This was so this past year's uh, church members who are a part of these areas of service in, in our, our local church as well as our pastors. And uh, uh, there's some contact information there for our pastors, just for your information. We don't know uh, who the elections are as of right now for the upcoming year, but I know and I trust that you'll be praying for uh, them. To start out, uh, the next page, uh, you see a financial report, a year uh, financial report for Hyde Wesleyan Church. All of the income, all of the monies that have uh, been brought into God's house here at Hyde Wesleyan Church, and all of the uh, money that has gone out of this location for all kinds of uh, amazing ministry opportunities, salaries paid, uh, opportunities in the community and the world. And uh, I, I cannot not say thank you to both our treasurer, Richard Ogden, and to our new financial administrator, Tammy Leonard. I don't see Tammy. I see Tammy. She's standing even. No, I'm just kidding. She's not. I'll get in trouble for that later. Thank you. Thank you to Richard Ogden, our, our church treasurer this past year, and for Tammy. Uh, Tammy really does, uh, has been for the last couple of months since she has uh, assumed this new uh, role for us. Uh, she has really cared for the day-to-day -day finances for us in, uh, in way, some, some ways that I, I, I knew we needed help in and some ways uh, that she knew we needed help in. So uh, I appreciate her faithful uh, work. Also, you see our Hyde Wesleyan Church budget for the 2019 and 20 year. Uh, if you don't know this, we start a brand new church year every year on May the 1st. How weird is that? Uh, we do not follow the fiscal calendar or the, the calendar year, the January calendar year, the normal calendar. Uh, we in the Western Pennsylvania district, uh, all of our churches follow a unique church calendar where we start our church year in May and we end at the, eight, at the end of uh, April. So this budget is already in place. This is uh, the budget that we are already following and it is a prayerful budget. We are expecting God to uh, use these facts and figures, these numbers that are before us to help us to be faithful to what he has called our church here at Hyde Wesleyan uh, to be a part of in our community and the world. And, and this is for your information. If you have questions about it, you are welcome to uh, send me an email, send uh, Richard an email, send Tammy an email. We would love to dialogue. I, I know there's not a lot of information included in a, a budget like this, an outline budget, but if you have questions as a part of Hyde Wesleyan Church, whether you are a member or not, uh, we uh, have no qualms about discussing anything uh, in the area of finances with you. We are trying to be uh, an open book on all of these conversations. So I, I'm just going to ask us uh, to be praying this year that the Lord would do a miracle in our midst. I'm going to share in my report and message in just a little bit about what we're asking God to continue to do uh, here at Hyde Wesleyan Church. 
through the area of finances. Uh, and before I get to my report, I, I've asked Pastor Angel and Pastor Bob to both share. I'm going to ask Pastor Bob to come uh, and share just a few minutes uh, about what God is doing in uh, the area of mission. Pastor Bob is our pastor of mission here at Hyde Wesleyan Church, and uh, he has a report to bring to you this morning if you give him your attention. Missions. Missions has been at the core of Hyde Wesleyan Church's DNA for quite a few years now. And in the past 25 years that we've been really focused on giving to missions, Hyde Wesleyan has allowed God to give through us over $2 million to missions. I can remember back when we first started giving to missions and I, I've seen reports of other churches and a and million dollars, I just thought, if would Hyde Wesleyan ever get to the point where we've given a million dollars? Now we're working on $3 million. And uh, I'm just excited about what God has done through our church in reaching the world. This past year, we received over a little over $88,000 that we channeled to missions uh, here and around the world. Some of that's church planning here in the States, and some of that is overseas. Uh, this new year, we have committed to give just about that exact amount uh, again to missions. And I just challenge you, if you have made a faith promise that you will really make that a focus of your prayers and say, God, help that through me I'm able to fulfill that commitment. And if you've not made a faith promise at our faith uh, missionary uh, weekend, feel free to let God speak to you and Put it in on a regular basis, it will help us to be able to fulfill our partnership commitments with our missionaries. Our penny march, penny march offering has, has already been said how much came in in the last uh, counting, and we're up over 79,000. This past year, over $8,000 was given in these cups. That's $154 a week. To me, that is exciting. Um, uh, before we started giving to missions, I think the highest that we had given before at that time was $264 for the whole year as a church. And now we give almost that amount in our, our penny march alone. And let me just, you, you may say, oh, it's fun, it's nice, it's, it's oh, you know, to have these kids in, it's exciting to see them. But it does make a difference. I received a, a letter from the National Board of Administration of the Wesleyan Church in Swaziland. And here's what they wrote. To the Hyde Wesleyan Church, as a board, we are so humbled by your continued support for the children's home. That's where our, our Swaziland Orphan Fund goes. We are aware of how you have partnered with them, and that is not something we take lightly, but we appreciate it very much. Looking back at how you stepped in to help this ministry, it is safe and honest to say that if you had not done so at that time, the children's home would have long ceased to operate, and who knows as to what would have happened to those children. Thank you very much for allowing God to use you in this manner. We also want to thank you for your great support of e Emmanuel Wesleyan Bible College. It is so humbling to see all you do for this institution. The students you have sponsored through the years, the medical insurance that is provided for the, the EWBC staff, insurance that we would never be able to afford on our own, and which most people in Swali Swaziland would do anything to get for providing for the pastor's camp these many years and the many projects you have helped with, thanks. What we do does make a difference in the lives of people in Swaziland and in other parts of the world. This year we have a trip upcoming in October uh, in which we're going to be going to Swaziland and participate in another pastor's camp that we try to go every other year and help facilitate. Also in March of next year, we have a trip 
uh, that is in the planning process uh, to go to Haiti. And uh, we still have slots uh, available for people to help and participate in that. And so if you have been thinking about it at all, I encourage you to just put on your connection card sometime, Haiti, and uh, we'll get in touch with you and uh, would love to have you be a part of that. Also, we are hoping to have, uh, either in the fall or next spring, a trip to Dearborn, Michigan. You remember Adam Jones was here several weeks ago and shared with us about what God is doing in uh, Dearborn among the Muslim population there. And we are hoping to go uh, and, and visit and assist there. Also, uh, hopefully we'll get to go back to China when the Burgesses return to the field later this year, uh, we'll begin planning a trip uh, to China, and you might want to be a part of that. Over the past 10 years, our church has been instrumental in the planting of a number of new churches in our district. The well in Phillipsburg, uh, Overflow in Altoona, the bridge which was in Pittsburgh, the Gap and New Life which are in Indiana. And this year, we're going to be partnering in a new way with overflow as they have uh, as part of their goal and dreams is to plant 10 churches out of overflow in the next five years. And so as part of that, they already have some people in place. Rick Cox, who has been a part of our missionary partnership through the years, is going to be moving to Altoona and assisting with that. Also, Elizabeth Aberlane is, is going to be working in planting. And so we're going to partner with those uh, two teams and uh, we look forward to seeing what God is doing. Pray for the Cox family as they are looking for a house in um, Altoona. They have one that it's a possibility. Just pray that it will be something that works out that they can get and they'll be moving to Altoona this summer. Um, a new partnership that we're going to be doing this summer or be doing this year with our Faith Promise is with a couple from Swaziland. Uh, who, their name is Mapile and Hannah Velikati. And they are going to be with us next Sunday morning. They're going to be here and Mapile is going to be sharing. You won't want to miss it. They're, they're a neat couple and God has called them to, to go back to the town where he, the villages he is from, and begin a ministry there. And as one of our partners in this coming year, we are going to be partnering with them. Um, here at home, we continue to do those things that reach out into our community. Family Fun Day, again, that is just uh, two weeks away, and uh, we look forward to what God is going to do. We have a gentleman from Overflow that is going to come. He's a mascot. He has a mascot ministry. Uh, that he calls himself Daniel D. Lyon, and uh, he's going to be with us uh, at uh, our family fun day. He's been a mascot for the Spikes and for the Curves and other uh, minor league teams, and so he's going to be there and uh, interacting and also sharing at family fun day. Uh, we plan to have our community cruise in later in August also. We have Harvest Fest, Beast Feast, we have have, uh, we didn't do the egg hunt this year, but we are planning to partner next year with uh, Ashland as they are trying to find ways to reach out into their community. And so that is a project that we're going to come alongside of them and enable them and empower them to reach out in new ways into their community. I believe one of the reasons God has blessed the Hyde Wesleyan Church is that we have been obedient in trying to go out into all the world. And I trust that as Hyde Wesleyan continues to grow, as new people come in, that you and I will help that that will not see, that that will never cease to be a part of what makes Hyde Wesleyan Hyde Wesleyan. That we have a heart for the world, that we love people, and we will do anything that God allows us to do to reach out and to love people to Jesus Christ. Thank you.
I am the family ministries pastor here at the church, and so that encompasses a lot of different things. Um, some of, the, of what it encompasses is the children's ministry, the youth ministry, small groups, and family outreaches. Um, I don't think that there's one person in this church, as I'm looking out, that can say that they haven't been part of one of those ministries, and that is pretty exciting to me. Um, you've either, if you haven't been directly involved by serving, volunteering, um, showing up, cooking, cleaning, or um, one of those things directly related, you have donated um, food or supplies for the children's ministry or small group or something. And so I say thank you to you because that's why we get to do what we do. Um, and so for the children's ministry this year, we have had over 25 volunteers on Sunday morning alone. 25 volunteers, you guys, that's huge. And around 227 kids have come and attended on any given Sunday. So I'm not saying they have 227 kids back there right now. I'm saying 227 kids. Today it did kind of look like it. They didn't stop. Um, 227 kids have come, visited, and, and heard the word of God. That is awesome. I am pumped about that. That makes me excited. Um, Kid Blast is our other children's ministry that we do weekly, and that is on Wednesdays from September to April. And um, this is an outreach because it's not just our kids that come to this. This is community kids that come that don't always hear the Word of God, don't have um, families that are Christians, they don't hear anything about it. And sometimes when they leave here, it's kind of debunked and it's it's pushed down and suppressed and so we get to see them every week and and talk to them and love them and teach them about Jesus so um, our Wednesday night program is huge um, and this year we had Jess Farr was our large group leader and she did science projects every night every Wednesday night with them for about 15 to 20 minutes and the kids absolutely loved it she did that and incorporated a story with it about Jesus and it worked it was awesome they were encapsulated they were like what's going on now what are they gonna do now and um, Tina Gibson ran our games this year. And you guys, I have to tell you, our youth show up. Some of our youth, not all of our youth, but a lot. Um, I think we had 10 teen leaders this year. And one of our teen leaders, Ian Gibson, took over games from his mom <laughs> and started running them. And so it was so great to see that, that these, these young kids are starting to become leaders. These kids in this room back here right now, when they move into being a teen, are showing up on a Wednesday night. They don't have to be here. Some of them come and they don't even have a parent with them. They are showing up just to help. And so that is awesome. And that's because this church has surrounded themselves with... Um, with love for them and put it as a priority to, to raise these kids up. It's not me, it's you guys. And so I think that is so awesome. Um, every Wednesday, every third Wednesday of Kid Blast, we have a family night, a family dinner night, and we have um, our highest attendance was 122 souls. That's awesome because these parents are coming in and having this time with their kids. And again, I said this is an outreach, I mean it. Some of these people that are coming in don't walk into a church unless it's something to do with their kids and it's usually on a Wednesday night, the third Wednesday night of the month and they're coming to have this meal. And so we have been doing that and 122 people were here with their kids and that's awesome. Um, there's so many there's so many good things I can tell you about the leaders. The last time I preached, I think I was telling you about the child the child that was coming that was hungry and you guys, these leaders that are showing up and committing themselves to these kids are dedicated and they love them and they mean it. That makes me cry a little bit. Um, so um, the last thing we did um, was the annual Christmas play and so this year or last year I guess it was December um, 407 people showed up to see your kids in that Christmas play. Family, friends, and that is so awesome. That is another huge outreach because we all have family and friends that don't know Jesus um, and but through our children, they can get a glimpse. And so 407 people came to watch your kids be in that play. And the countless people that helped make that play happen is unbelievable. Um, so I thank you for that. Youth group. Youth group meets every Sunday night. Um, moving forward for the future of youth group, it changed a little bit this year. Um, we're going to still have some stuff in the summertime, and so that will um, that, that's out on the on the board. But most of our teens have that to give to their parents before to hang on their fridges. But we're going to meet twice a month in the summer, and uh, and then we'll start back up full fledged in September, meeting every Sunday night and in the evening. And so that we've had an average of um, about 30 teens every Sunday 
Sunday night um, for the past year, and we have five very dedicated leaders that love these teens. They want to see them every week. We look forward to it, and it is a good time. So if you have anyone that's in sixth grade to twelfth grade, I encourage you to have them show up between six and eight on Sunday night, or get the schedule out there for the summer, and join us because they are hearing about the Word of God, and they are building relationships and friendships, and, um, and we get a snack. So it's a good time. So I suggest you um, do that. Looking into the summer, like I said, for the youth, we're going to be doing that. This year we're going to be going to kids camp and teen camp again. Last year we had 17 kids go to kids camp. Um, three leaders and two youth leaders. And youth camp we took eight teens and four leaders. And so that was awesome. This year we had Tuna Palooza, which happens every year. It's over in Altoona. And um, we went over there. We had 23 teens and five leaders go to that. Again, that's a lock-in. That's something that they can't escape from. <laughs> it's not an escape room, but they can't leave us. And we get to um, love them. And there's so many different people. And we had a speaker. And we got to go over to the summit. And it was fun. Um, and so we had a good time doing that. And the teens really liked it. This was the fourth year for Fam Jam. Again, it's another outreach. We are going to be having it again. And um, so Fam Jam last year, we had... Hold on, I gotta flip my paper. 144 people, and I didn't write my other stat on here, but I believe it was 29 families that came. And do you know that sometimes um, families don't worship together? Sometimes families don't um, talk about Jesus after they leave here. Sometimes they don't pray together because they don't know how. And Fam Jam is one of those things that, that it helps them to start doing that because we have a time, a family time, that they have to. We give them a list of questions and they get to discuss it. And I see so many dads dancing and singing and praising the Lord. And I've had kids that have started football and they said, I don't want to go to football practice. I want to go with my family to Fam Jam. And so that's just a quick testimony of how powerful it is. And so this year it's for anyone that has a family. So our teen families are invited to join us. We've, we've before done it to sixth grade, but this year I want, I want I want you to be here if you have a teenager or child, you need to come and experience Fam Jam. Um, so we had 28, 29 families, so a lot of you might not know this. What happens is we come in, we, you get a meal, and then we have a time of worship, we have a time of um, learning about God, and then we do the family time, and then we have big game time. And so this big game time is like... It's like a game show, but the families get to come up and compete against one another. And this year, um, last year it was Scott Muirhead and Suzanne Muirhead were our MCs, and Jess did, Jessica Sheets did our, our worship. She's doing that again for us this year. And this year, Sam Scribe and Jessica Farr are our MCs. And they, I can't reveal any secrets, but I hear there might be some eating involved. There might be some big games involved that you guys don't want to miss out on. So make sure you look for that in August. It'll be on the 7th. 8th and 9th. Um, Harvest Fest. Last year, we had that. It rained. The weather didn't cooperate with us, so we moved it inside, which was totally fine. Um, we had 2,200 people come through these doors. That included the volunteers, and you guys, we, there was 137 volunteers that showed up that day. 137. That's awesome. Not to including you know all the people that already donated candy and cleanup and all of. The, I mean the cleanup part was on that 137. But that's amazing. And so this year we're looking forward to an epic, another epic harvest fest. Um, coming up will be kids camp in June, teen camp in July. Um, and the Kid Blast will kick off in September. In December, this is for youth, we have Follow coming up. It's December 28th through the 31st. This is a do not miss event. For the Wesleyan Church, this is one of their biggest um, conferences that they have. I have not personally been to a Follow. However, I didn't clear this with them, but I'm going to say it anyway. Crystal Weiser has been to a Follow. Jessica Sheets, Seven Sheets have been to Follow. April. Simpson has been to follow. So if you want to know about that as a parent or as, about, or as a teen, I want you to check it out with them because we're going to be taking a team this year to it. And I don't want you to miss out because it's in the middle of your vacation from school because it's worth it, right? It's absolutely worth it. You guys, it's going to be fun. It's going to be in Cincinnati this year. 
um, small groups is one of the other things that fall under family ministry and our small groups is something that you can get connected with other people. There's a lot of people in this church, like Pastor Bob said a little bit ago, did you know that someone in here went to church here because <laughs> you might not have known. Well, it's a big, bigger church. And so small groups is a way to get to know people and to um, have connection. And you might not like this word, but accountability. And so you get to be held accountable. If you're not here, someone's going to reach out to you and say, hey, I missed you on Sunday. What's going on? Or I knew you weren't going to be there. Or where are you at? Why aren't you at small group? There's going to be someone holding you accountable. And it's a good place to start diving into the word and getting deeper into relationship with Jesus. Christ. And so I encourage you to always sign up for small groups. We're going to be having one starting soon um, and I'll be posting about that. And then September starts our regular series of small groups. And so last year, you guys, we had an average of 71 people in a small group. In small groups, everyone in a small group. So 71 people were in small groups. Now, you just heard me say, how many people volunteered for Harvest Fest? 137. 71 people volunteered for small group. I encourage you to be in a small group. It is one of the things that hook, line, and sinkered me into this church and built relationships. And I can call us, most of you in here my friend. And that I know I can call you because I need you because you, I've seen you in a small group. I've gone on a mission trip with you. I've done something with you that makes me feel comfortable enough to ask you to pray for me. And so please join a small group this year. If you feel so led, I want you to pray about it first. And so that is family ministry in a nutshell. So thank you for letting me serve. Thank you for serving in the kids ministry in all the different ways that you do. And this year in, at Kid Blast, um, I will be tapping some shoulders. Just looking at some of you right now as I'm walking off the stage. <laughs> so thank you. I'm going to say it again. I'm, I'm so thankful for the team God has blessed us blessed us with. I, I received the uh, ballot results, our election results, and uh, you have elected some people to some things. So here they are. Uh, Richard Ogden will be our church treasurer. <laughs> Crystal Weiser will be our LBA secretary. Here's our local board of administration uh, members at large. Kim Kephart, Doug Roan, and Sam Scribe. Thank you to them. Please be praying for them. Sean Tischler was elected as our trustee. Surprise. And here are our four delegates to district conference. Joyce Eckes, Cindy Croft, Naomi Croft, and Jessica Sheets. Real quickly, with those, with those newly elected names, would you stand real quick if you're here? Stand real quick. Delegates, LBA members. Would you allow me real quick to pray? Where did Richard go? Stand up. Come on, Richard. <laughs> Sam standing in the back. Would you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you uh, for these elections. Thank you for the process and for the unique opportunity here uh, this morning to elect those who will be leading in unique opportunities. I pray, God, that you would use each one of them uh, to be your hands and feet in this unique uh, church year ahead. Would you bless and keep? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. Sometimes if we uh, don't have a majority vote for uh, one of our positions, we have to re-vote. So there is some uh, cheering going on behind the scenes that we don't have to hand out little pieces of paper and try to figure out how to make that happen. So uh, I'm thankful. We're thankful for how God has led. In, in the remaining time that we have together this morning before we eat some pork barbecue, anybody excited about lunch? Anybody excited about the sun? It's going to be a great time. I hope, again, I hope you're planning on sticking around. But in the remaining, uh, remaining minutes that we have together, I want, to, I want to try, as has been my tradition uh, last year, I don't know if you remember this, but last year for our local church conference for Celebration Sunday, it was literally my first Sunday officially as your lead pastor. So somehow we've made it 12 months together. No, no, you know, no, that was not meant to be a clap. It was meant to be a praise the Lord, I didn't burn the place down. But, uh, okay, someone amened out loud. That was wrong. 
I want to look, I, I, I want to I try to keep the tradition um, um, for myself in this way of trying to mix some year in review, some looking forward, some celebrating together in uh, these moments that I get to share and uh, to focus on God's Word, um, what God's Word says to us and how it can be an outline for us. And I want you to turn to Psalm 84. Psalm chapter 84 is a great psalm that most of us have heard if we've been uh, in the church very long. You've heard some words from this psalm. You've uh, probably sung some words if you listen to Christian uh, radio at all or you worship here at Hyde Wesleyan Church. I want to read Psalm 84. It's on the screen for you. Again, you can follow along with the Bible app if you would choose to do it that way. Psalm 84 says this, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, yes, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. With my whole being, body and soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar. O Lord of heaven's armies, my King and my God. What joy for those who can live in your house always singing your praises. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord. Amen? Who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it with blessings. They will continue to grow stronger. And each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. O Lord of heaven's armies, hear my prayer. Listen, God of Jacob. O God, look with favor upon the king, our shield. Show favor to the one you have anointed. A single day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of wicked. For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. O Lord, what joy for those who trust in you. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord Jesus, we trust in you. Thank you for being our sun and our shield. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for these reports, these conversations, these testimonies of how, God, again, you are working in our midst. I pray that you would bless this time as we close out our service time together, as we uh, expectantly await uh, the joy that comes with celebration through fellowship. Would you use us? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to use Psalm 84 real quickly as a, a brief outline to uh, try to help review this past year and look forward to what God, we are expecting God, hopeful in our expectations that God is going to continue to do in our midst. Again, verses 1 and 2, you've probably sung these words. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's armies. I long, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord with my whole being, body, and soul. I will shout joyfully fully to the living God. I, I, I think there's an expectation that comes with words like this. The psalmist uh, attempt, even uh, verse 10, echoes the same idea where uh, he writes, a single day in your courts is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather be a gatekeeper in the house of my God than live the good life in the homes of the wicked. The author of this psalm poetically defines the joy of being in God's presence. That's part of what celebrating means. It's for us to acknowledge, us to identify the joy that comes from being in the house of the Lord. And we have some old language here in Psalm 84 from the Old Testament that reveals to us this idea of a, of a temple. And in the Old Testament, you know this, the Old Testament, the temple was the place where God's people gathered for worship. It was the place where God's presence dwelt. It was the place known as the place of worship where uh, those who desired to be in relationship with God, those who had been stamped as holy and set apart would travel. They would make their way often to this place of worship to be in relationship with God. Praise the Lord since Jesus 
We no longer have a specific place where we have to uh, travel to in order to worship God. We, we are not commanded in the New Testament. We are not told to, as New Testament Christians, to go to a specific place. And yet we carry on a little bit of this tradition, right? As we have set for ourselves as the New Testament church, as we have tried to seek after God, we have set for ourselves often, we know them, they're all over Clearfield, we have set aside these locations of worship, often referred to as churches. And we know, we say it, we, we, we preach it, we try to remind ourselves that this facility, this location, 1215 Riverview Road, is not the church. Rather, we are. Amen? And yet, we have followed this tradition where we uh, love to have a place set apart, a location where uh, we know uh, part of our identity is in uh, our part of the beautiful body of Christ here at Hyde Wesleyan Church. And can I say this? Can you hear it with no, no selfish pride, but a, the righteous kind of pride? I love this place. I am I'm so thankful for 1215 Riverview Road. I am so thankful for this location that we call our local church. That this place that is set aside, that this place God has identified, that God has blessed us with for a gathering place of worship. A corporate place of worship. I love it. I love specifically how this facility... This property, these 6.4 acres, are used every day as a tool for ministry. I'm thankful for the ways that we as a staff continue to utilize this space, this facility for worship, discipleship, and reaching into our community and the world. Quickly, here's some statistics about how we have utilized, how we have used God's space for His purposes. Quickly, this year's Sunday morning average attendance was 274 on a Sunday morning, praise the Lord. In the last six months, that average is even higher than that at 287. Nearly 300 of us, men, women, and children, are gathered in this place every weekend, every Sunday, to sing praises, to grow together, to be discipled along this path of righteousness, to grow in our understanding of sanctification, and to resemble, prayerfully resemble, the God who gives us grace. In the last year, nine people for the first time have expressed somehow in uh, one of our ministries, either on a Sunday morning or a part of a ministry of the Hyde Wesleyan Church, nine new souls committed to surrendering to the Lord as their hope and their stay. We've had 19 baptisms. You were a part of them just a couple of weeks ago. We welcomed in 21 new members here at Hyde Wesleyan Church this year. As Pastor Angel presented just a, a year ago, almost in August, we had 144 on average at Fam Jam. We had over 340 at our community cruising. We had over 2,200, as was told, at Harvest Fest. 300 plus at this year's Beast Fee. 71 were a part of discipleship weekly here at Hyde Wesleyan Church. Every week, on average, 71 people committed to a small group or discipleship group, some kind of fellowship to help them grow to become more like Jesus every week. Financially, too, we are healthier this year, thank the Lord. On average, here's some cool stuff if you're into statistics or actuary <coughs> or whatever that means. If you're into statistics, here's some fun geeky stuff. 
on average, $21.57 in our general tithes and offerings was given every week per man, woman, and child. $21.57. That's up from last year, $19.76. This year, on average, $0.92 in building fund monies per person is given each week. That's three times as much as last year. $5.93 in mission given. Giving is given per person each week on average. That's down about three cents over the last year. Overall, those numbers combined, on average, every man, woman, and child in attendance, on average, every Sunday, gives about $28.42 per week. We praise the Lord for that in those categories of general giving, building giving, and mission giving. Last year, the average was just over $26. So when I look at those numbers as the pastor of the Hyde Wesleyan Church, I thank God that we are growing numerically, that more people are calling Hyde Wesleyan Church their church, and that they are giving back to the Lord and trusting this local church to be good stewards of the resources that we have been entrusted with. Again, let me say it. I am thankful for this place that we call Hyde Wesleyan Church and for how God continues to use this local body at 1215 Riverview Road for His holy purposes. As I presented to you back in October, the pastoral staff, the team that serves weekly here as pastors at Hyde Wesleyan Church and our local board of administration and trustees, we, we believe that God wants to continue to help us in utilizing this space, this facility for his purposes, for his glory. And we launched back in October uh, the thing that we all have trouble saying, repair to prepare. It's easier for me because I wrote it the first time. And we launched this idea of Repair to Prepare as a, a building fund initiative with the purpose of raising at least $150,000 by December of 2020 to pursue some much needed but not very exciting, maybe, maintenance-related, upgrade-related projects that are part of uh, the necessary part of working in a 15-year-old facility. Since October, I'm so thankful. Since October, we've raised a total of 22,364. That's 15% of our goal so far. And I'm excited. Every time we meet, we meet uh, bi-monthly with the LBA and trustees. And, and every time we get together, we begin to brainstorm just a little bit more uh, about how God is going to uniquely enable us to spend some of those funds as we progress. Some of the brainstorms that we've been revolving around are about replacing the carpet here in the sanctuary to hide your coffee stains. <laughs> Some of the conversations about uh, renovating uh, the lobby to make it a little more cafe style, a little more conducive to fellowship. Some of the brainstorms are about needing to overhaul some of our HVAC equipment here and replacing our roof and redoing and probably, because of what God is doing, increasing the size of our parking lot. It's interesting to me how uh, we presented this, uh, this desire of raising this $150,000 and God continues to reveal to us some needs that are very obvious in our midst. But can I implore you this way this morning? We need your help. The idea, again, <laughs> can I say it? The idea of repairing, uh, uh, fixing up, of doing some uh, maintenance-related stuff here inside of this building and on this facility grounds, it's not very exciting to say, hey, we, we've got to fix some stuff that maybe you'll never even notice. <laughs> but we really do, to be faithful to what God has provided us. We, we believe that God is truly working in our midst. And, and the reason we called it Repair to Prepare is because we didn't want to just say, hey, we need to raise some money uh, to fix the roof. But we really believe that in order for us to be prepared to continue to reach God's people, to reach those far from God, we need to continue to work on the facilities entrusted to us. 
Here's the reality. For us to reach our goal of $150,000 by the end of December in 2020, a miracle, literally a miracle, will need to take place. We need to raise another $7,000 a month or $1,600 a week over the next 18 months to reach that goal. In addition to all that we are already committed to as a church family, our general financial obligations, our our mission faith promise, I I want to see God do a miracle continually in our midst, in our penny march. Can I tell you, there's temptation all the time. There's temptation in conversations in the hallway, but there's great ideas from people who, who would say things like, well, if we would just stop doing what we're doing and we would refocus our financial obligations towards these things, then you could stop talking about it. Can I tell you, I don't think that's what God is asking us to do. I really know in my heart that God is able to do immeasurably more, Scripture says, than all I can hope or imagine. And, and I've told you before, I can hope and imagine some pretty cool stuff. But my God is able. So I'm asking you as a part of my end of year, beginning of year report. I'm asking you to join us. I hope you'll continue to pray with me. I hope uh, you will continue to pray for uh, the leadership of our local church, for our staff and our elected officials, for the officers that are a part of our local church, that God would use the conversations, that God would enable us to make wise decisions on how he is calling us to make a difference here to celebrate this local church, to utilize it according to his purpose. Back to Psalm 84. Uh, Verses 4 and 5 say this. What joy for those who can live in your house, always singing your praises. What joy for those whose strength comes from the Lord, who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. One of my commentaries on this verse reveals that uh, this idea of those who can live in your house is probably people who are so consumed by the experience of worshiping God that they are almost always present. Maybe if, like me, you grew up always at the church whenever the doors were open, you can resemble that remark. I'm thankful, (laughs) I gotta say this, I'm thankful that we don't have a room in this church with cots. Because I think some of us would just camp out there. But I think you need to hear me about how thankful I am for those that we might label as those who live at the church. Those who continue to give of themselves wholly and humbly. Let me first acknowledge the fact that one of the overwhelming things, one of the positive and overwhelming realities about the Hyde Wesleyan Church is that constant stream of willing volunteers. As Pastor Angel said it very quickly in, in her uh, report, most of you qualify as being someone who has given of yourself, not just financially, but you have given of your time and your resources, your energies to be a part of ministry here, from uh, the teams that will make sure that the picnic is ready for us after church this morning, to the spring cleaning crew that came in all hours of the day and night over the past several weeks to power wash, to scrub, to dust, to beg, to get into my office to clean up, (laughs) who literally cleaned every square inch of most of this facility in the past couple of weeks. I can't, also, I, I can't help but also remember and be thankful for the volunteers who give in the areas of next gen, the people who continue to volunteer their time, even right now in rooms around this church. There are those who are investing in our families through our family here at Hyde Wesleyan Church. There are people who are giving of themselves. They are surrendering their time, their energy, their resources because they know that God can do a work in the hearts and lives of kids. God can use them to continue to reach their families, their friends, those who are far from God. I'm thankful for every member of our worship team this morning that faithfully give of their time and their talent to lead us in worship every week, often without us even acknowledging it. Do you know how blessed we are? 
I'm thankful for those who are in the office every week as a volunteer during our staff meeting on Wednesday mornings. Those who give of their hours of their week so that we can focus in on what we need to do. I'm thankful for those who continue to mow and trim. Thanklessly devoted to giving back to the Lord these 6.4 acres every week. This morning, again, I'm thankful for our current, our, our previous local board of administration. Can I tell you, these are my friends. Yes, these are people who are to hold me accountable in the way that I lead in our church, but they are people that I love rubbing shoulders with. They are people, literally, that I love meeting with. I don't have a lot of peers who like going to board meetings. There are a lot of my peers, a lot of people who are in ministry and leading churches that when you talk about board meetings, it's instantly a negative thing. I am thankful for how God has used our board in this past year. I'm thankful for their support of me personally as your pastor. I'm thankful for their concern for my family, for the ways in which they are willing to dream and to plan and to work through some known things and some unknown things. Can I say this? In the past year of transition, our, our local board, your local board, has done something that hasn't had to be done in 33 years previous. They have had to transition from uh, one leader to another as their lead pastor. And I want you to hear that their willingness to adjust to me as their new lead pastor, with all, all the nooks and crannies that are involved in that reality, their willingness to adjust has truly been priceless to me. One of the things as we are looking forward together as a local board, one of the ways that they have expressed their willingness to allow me to lead is they have offered us as a family a housing allowance and the opportunity of the church being out of the real estate business and helping us to get into our own home that we will call home. Please pass the emodium. I'll let you ask someone what that is. It's terrifying and exciting about what God is doing and how our local board is helping us to look ahead as a family. And so we are, quite literally, looking for a home to call our own here in Clearfield. Also this morning, I have to... I have to tell you how thankful I am for our staff and their families. Hannah, Jury, I want to thank you. We miss you. Thank you for your service to the Lord here at Hyde Wesleyan Church. Thank you again for the ways in which you transitioned well a couple of months ago. Your service to our church family in these past five years was faithful. Your position and your roles in the office and financial administration are impossible to adequately appreciate. Thank you again, Hannah, for the way that you transitioned smoothly. Verlie McCracken is not here this morning. She's with her family in Michigan, enjoying their presence. And let me say as well that Verlie's efforts as our office secretary here at Hyde Wesleyan Church over the past 16 years is absolutely impossible to thank adequately. And I'm making the announcement here this morning that Verlie also is in the midst of a transition. Personally, she will be retiring at the end of this month. I've had some fun conversations with Verlie in the past several weeks about all of the changes, not all of them, but some of the changes she has experienced in 16 years of ministry as our office secretary. And I have a feeling, not just a feeling, I know that we will have more than a few moments over the next several weeks and months where we continue to realize the depth of release service to our team, to our church, and to the kingdom of heaven. Tammy Leonard, thank you for your willingness to step in and step up in the role of financial administrator. Thank you for the ways, again, in which you have found areas that we need help with and for stepping into that role. Pastor Sherry, again, welcome to our team here at Hyde Wesleyan. I'm thankful that you have found a place of service here at Hyde for this season of your life and ministry. And I truly am excited about what God has called you to do and through you and how he is calling you for his purpose. Thank you for your volunteer spirit. Your willingness to trust the Lord in all areas of your life as a witness for us. Thank you for your service 
Pastor Loretta. You never cease to amaze me, my friend. Thank you for living out your call with strength and motivation. Thank you for your quick wit, mostly, and your quiet strength. Thank you for your willingness to serve on our team as a pastor, as a a volunteer. It's truly humbling to me that you are willing to do all that you do with no financial compensation. Thank you to Miss Irma, your wheels and motor sometimes. Miss Irma, you are a true blessing to our church, to your daughter, to my family personally. Pastor John and Naomi, your faithfulness to the small things should never really be referred to that way. You are a true blessing to our church family, to me personally, most importantly to the kingdom of God that you have surrendered to every day of your life. Thank you for investing in us here at Hyde Wesleyan in all the ways that you do, both known and unknown. I am thankful for the numerous ways you continue to serve humbly and selflessly. And again, I am most humbled at the ways in which you remind me of how you are supporting me and praying for me as your pastor. It means so much, and I can't thank you enough. Pastor Angel is not here anymore. She left. I don't know where she went. Someone go check on her. Pastor Angel, I thought wore, I thought I wore a lot of hats in ministry, but I think she is out hatting me these days. I'm thankful for Pastor Angel for her willingness to serve as our family ministries pastor and as our office administrator and all the other titles that we don't know yet how to give her. I'm thankful for her willingness this year to answer God's call to leave a very stable job, a well-paying job, to come and work with an ever-changing, everyday changing full-time job description and part-time compensation. Thank you, Pastor Angel, for your willingness to care for things that I didn't know needed cared for in your tireless efforts. Pastor Bob, your continued private and public support of me as your pastor is truly a humbling thing. Thank you for all that you do that is known and all that you do that never gets noticed. Thank you, Cindy, for the way you both make an impact on the kingdom of heaven through the ministry efforts known and unknown at Hyde Wesleyan Church. I continue, Pastor Bob, to be thankful every day to not only have you serving as our mission pastor, but to work with you as my friend. Last couple of verses from Psalm 84. The Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives grace and glory. The Lord will not, will not withhold any good thing for those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. The Lord is our sun. He is light for our path. He is revealing himself and his direction for us every single day. The Lord is our shield. He is the protector from whatever it is we may face today or tomorrow. What joy there is for those like us who trust in him. I said these exact words last year during my first Sunday as your lead pastor. I said this, with our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, I believe God is calling us to continue to love, grow, and be by seeking, equipping, and sending And I believe it still today that we must seek. We must seek His kingdom, God's kingdom, and seek out those who are far from God who need to know about the kingdom of God. We must be, as a local church, the brightest light that we can be in this community. We need to reflect the perfect love that seeks tirelessly to infiltrate even the hardest of hearts 
with transformational grace that he alone offers. This is requiring us to daily die to ourselves, to our preferences, to our idea of what church should be like. It requires us to seek after God and to have the love that he has for those who are far from him. To equip as disciples who are growing together to be more like Jesus, what better attribute must we develop than to be disciples who make other disciples? Jesus called his first disciples to be fishers of men. And that is still the calling he has for you and me to be disciples who make other disciples, to be multipliers in God's kingdom. And in order to do so, we must be equipped as a church. We must continue to grow to learn to, uh, to be what it means to be a disciple of Christ. We must be equipped to do the work of the church. That's uh, one of my roles as a pastor is to be a, a, an equipper of us as a church to make more and better disciples. Let me remind you, we released it a couple weeks ago. We haven't really announced it publicly yet, but it's been on the announcements before and after service. There's a website, assess, A-S-S-E-S-S dot hidewest.com. For you, if you would desire to take a spiritual gifts assessment, an inventory of how God has uniquely qualified you, how he has gifted you as an individual to serve in his kingdom. It's a very free and very easy assessment for you to take, and I would challenge you to do that. As we are seeking you, uh, by taking that assessment, you're giving us access to find out who in our church may have spiritual gifts that we need we need to see exhibited in our community. And finally, sending. As the hands and feet of Christ, part of our work must be a part of making the use of every single opportunity to be on mission as individuals and as a community. Hyde, we will be continually a sending body. Sending resources, sending people, and sending the gospel into the nooks and crannies of our community and the world. We must be on mission every day. We cannot lose sight of what God has called us and positioned us to be. Let me say this again. I truly believe that God has been using the Hyde Wesleyan Church in the years that we've been established in this community, I believe he has been using us to be prepared for even greater things. And let me remind you that while God has, for however long he has, chosen to continue to keep his hand of mercy extended upon humanity as a whole, we must be on mission. We must join him on mission of redeeming and transforming hearts and lives. God has a plan. His plan is perfect. And he has all that is needed to see it through. I hope you'll pray with me. I hope you'll continue to pray for me. I hope you'll pray for our team. And I hope you'll pray to the God who is on mission that we may be allowed to join him daily on mission with him. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. Lord God, what a, a joy it is to gather in this place and to celebrate this past year and to look ahead to the new year. Thank you. Thank you again for those who have been elected, elected into positions of leadership. Thank you again for our tireless team of people who are a part of ministry efforts every single day here at Hyde Wesleyan. Thank you for the ways, Lord, that you are continuing to call this local church to your service uniquely. Thank you for the gifts and abilities that are within our church family, for uh, those who continue to give of themselves, those who haven't yet done so, those who are ready 
to surrender everything to your service because we know the hope of Jesus is what this world needs. God, would you help us as a church to continue to be on mission? Would you find us faithful? Would you help us in the knowns and the unknowns that we face in this coming year? And God, I pray that you would be praised through it all, that we would not lose sight of the glory that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, on this day, on this unique Sunday, after these unique events as a part of this service that doesn't look exactly like a normal Sunday, I just ask, God, if there would be one here in this moment who does not yet know you as Savior, I pray that this may be the day that they see around them a people committed to serving the God of heaven's armies, the creator of all things. And Lord, if there would be one who surrenders today to your salvation, I pray that they would do that in this moment and that they would tell someone that we may be able to celebrate the transformation taking place in our midst. We give you all of our concerns, all of our needs, all that is before us today, this day, this week, this year. And we ask for you to give us light and direction for our steps. Would you bless now as uh, we gather together with a newly elected board for a few moments as uh, many of us stick around and enjoy fellowship at lunch outside. Lord, would you bless our, our time together? I pray and we ask all of this in the name above all others. The powerful name of Jesus and God's people said, Amen. God bless you. Go in the peace of our Lord. Please, if you didn't even plan to, stick around for a time of fellowship out of the pavilion.